What a week. Let's make some fun. Welcome to episode 10 of Making Fun Podcast. And what a moment for this to be an episode 10. You know, honestly, bro, we don't have any time to waste. I'm Casey. That is Raven. (laughs) Hello. This is episode 10. Big old one oh. I think it's fun that we're going to talk about the Ubisoft Forward on episode 1 and episode 10. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Also, shout out to this being the first time that Raven and I have successfully done 10 episodes of anything. Consecutively. Without missing a break. Yeah, no, for sure. What have you been playing? Let's just, let, let's go right. There's a, there's a lot going on. This is going to be the rapid fire episode this week, everybody. I, I will say, I will say, we're going to get into impressions on Avengers a little bit later. Uh, we're going to talk about Xbox and everything that happened there this week. And then, of course, that was going to be our show. And then I sent Raven a message. I'm like, dang it, a Ubisoft forward is happening right now when they're actually announcing stuff that we need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, is so, this why there are 24-hour media outlets? Just there's news all the time? Yeah. Yeah. So, in the vein of that, what have you been playing? Let's see. Played some more Assassin's Creed Black Flag last night. Played for about an hour, and then in that one hour, I 100% in Nassau, because I just like to do that stuff. One big thing about Black Flag that I could talk about right now, it feels smaller than any other Assassin's Creed game. It really does. Like, like every time I go to th- put something on the map, I'm like, oh, that's a couple hundred meters away. I'm going to pull out my phone and like look at something on Twitter real quick. And it's like 60 meters away. Like, it's so much closer. And that's just due to the time it was created, right? Just the world was so much larger at that point. Yeah, no, it, it feels less like one big open area and more of like a bunch of smaller areas that, I don't know, looking back, it's 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 definitely odd going through them all one after another like that. Definitely. Outside of that, I've played some Among Us for the first time this past weekend. I was up till 3 a.m. playing it. Heard good things. If you like Mafia-style games or Ultimate Werewolf or Town of Salem or any of those, it's I think it's the best one of them because in the downtime, you aren't sitting there doing nothing so you're able to try and lie your way out a little bit better you know like it inherently takes out that part of mafia where you're just kind of sitting there awkwardly like i don't know what to say like why is it this person right whereas in among us you're able to actually see somebody who's acting suspicious and cast blame so you're not just kind of throwing out hail marys to get a general idea of it right so it's definitely my favorite of that style of games and for the five bucks i paid for it it was pretty good i played a couple games of fall guys fun fact i played it on two separate days each day that i played i won the very first game i played and then none of the other ones following it was very bizarre. <laughs> I've been playing Fall Guys a lot with work buddies. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I've been playing it a lot by myself. It, it'll it'll be nine o'clock, and somebody from work will be like, "You want to play Fall Guys?" And I'll be like, "I sure do." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Outside of that, I played a little bit more Cuphead. I'm slowly working my way through that, and I'm that's about it. I've I've been really swamped with work this week, and a lot of training done. I'm fully <laughs> taking over the position. Last the guy, the guy's last day is tomorrow as of this recording, and so starting Monday, I'm going to be doing pretty much everything for the job, the interim position I accepted. So. <sighs> 
I've been real tired. <sighs> I'm real tired too. I, but that's just content of character at this point. Been working my way a little bit. Well, I restarted the uh, Madden story mode, and I actually paid attention this time, and it made me even more angry. Oh God, we don't have time for this today, Casey. Yeah, just, just real quick, I'm just gonna run you through the way that this story works. So I am a walk-on quarterback at my high school. The guy who is the starter, his name is Tommy. And Tommy is at first like, hey man, welcome to the team. And then as soon as coach walks away, he's like, you ain't taking my job. So yeah, like we don't like each other and it's halftime of the homecoming game and I'm like, yo man, what's wrong with you? You're not playing with any heart. And he's like, you don't talk about my heart. I've worked my entire life for this moment. And then we get into a fight and then he sits down. He goes, no, man, you're right. It is my heart. And I'm like, listen, man, I didn't mean to like insult you. He's like, no, 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 no. Seriously, it's my heart. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I've got a congenital heart defect that the team doesn't know about. What? That? Uh... So what you're telling me is you can keep a congenital heart defect from an organized team-based sports league in the through school. Casey, I'm going to be real with you. If my microphone wasn't in the way, you would have heard my head thud on my desk because that is the most <laughs> stupid garbage I've ever heard in my life. He's like, the doctor wants me to have another heart surgery. But he gave you a pass on the physical to play football? Oh, which, by the way, I know that this isn't very feasible. I had a friend in elementary school. His name was Scott. He had a congenital heart defect. You know what happened to Scott, Raven? Uh, I have no idea what happened to Scott. He died playing football. Oh no, that's awful. So I'm sitting there like, no, here's how the story actually goes. He takes one tackle and he dies. That's how that goes. So coach pulls him out of the game and I go in in his place and I like win and lead us to the state championship. Although, as I previously mentioned, it does not matter what I do in the game. I get the same cutscenes anyway. And so then like next season, coach and I are watching tape and all of a sudden Tommy comes in. He's like, I'm ready to take my position back. And for some reason, I'm like, all right, cool. Because, like, apparently he had his surgery and the doctor gave him the go-ahead. And so, for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You can start over me even though I won a state championship. And from then on, now keep in mind, we haven't liked each other very much. Right. We're best friends now. What? Yeah, no. So, we get famous because we are two starting caliber quarterbacks at our high school and one of us has a congenital heart defect. And our nickname across the nation, Raven, is the Heartbreak Kids, which I'm pretty sure is trademarked by WWE due to WWE Hall of Famer, greatest wrestler to ever walk the face of the earth, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. But nevertheless, our name is the Heartbreak Kids. So then it's college signing day and we're choosing where we're going. And I choose, I chose Oklahoma because uh, it was whatever. It was, uh, of the 10 schools, I chose Oklahoma. And I pick up my Oklahoma hat and he picks up an Oklahoma Oklahoma hat. We're going to college together. So we get there and our coach is like, I don't know what to do with you guys. You can't both start. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to rotate you like one week you start one week you start and we're all like that'll never work. We can't do that. Even though I don't see another way that we could have possibly gotten famous nationwide if that wasn't what we were doing in high school. Yeah, What were you doing in high school? You're the heartbreak kids. You were both starter quarterbacks. That's the your entire backstory. Was was I like his really famous backup <laughs> or what was going on there? And if you were just a famous backup, like how are you good enough to get into Oklahoma State? 
Yeah, so then all of the games that I played, by the by the way, when I got to college, my name disappeared. First name college, last name player. Changed my number too. <laughs> So I'm playing and I'm like beating these teams like 60 to zero because I'm good at the game, uh, especially on easy. And I beat all of these teams and then all of the talk shows are like, this team can't get it together. I don't know what's going on. And then I win another game and they're like, man, they really got to figure this out. So then we're in the national championship game and Tommy collapses on the field. You know, because he has a congenital heart defect and I've got to take over for him. And right when I walk out there, coach stops me and he goes, one chance. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he goes, sometimes in life, all you're guaranteed is one chance to make people realize who you truly are. I've been waiting for years on my one chance to coach a team. And now look, here we are in the national championship game. I know you're worried about Tommy. All of us are worried about Tommy, but. You have got to take advantage of this one chance. Show those scouts for the league who you really are. I believe in you, son. And I'm like, since when do we even like this guy? At what point did he become my mentor? I've been fighting with him for hours in this story. What the fuck is happening? And in the interest of time, I left even some of the stupider parts out. It's, it's, at one point, I got very pivotal advice from somebody who had never been present in the story before. It's just like another random player who it seems like I have a rapport with because like he starts talking to me. I'm like, man, I ain't got time for you today, haha, or whatever. But like, I don't know who it is. And he's like, yo, man, you got to support Tommy. You, you know, you, you brothers, you brothers. And I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, that made me mad. Mad? Oh. Only mad, I am... Mm. Keep in mind, this is a multi-billion dollar franchise. And it's this bad. That is just gross. It is just awful. I hate it. Never make, never talk about Madden again. Zero out of 11. <laughs> it's, it sounds like they just had a checklist of shit they wanted to get done. Pivotal moment for your character. Check. Rival. Check. Rival <laughs> with a convenient backstory. Check. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? Like... <sighs> No, because, like, the stories in sports games are always going to be cheesy. Yeah, of course. But this is the worst thing I've ever played in my life. Best character winning every game. What the fuck's this guy going to do? I don't know. Keep winning. (laughs) They're just like Madden players are too bad to be able to be good at this video game. So we are going to make the campaign like they are bad. Fucking player college. Like, God, (laughs) God bless America. It's been a long time since I've been this angry, Casey. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I'm so glad that I made time for that. A friend came over who is a huge fan of golf, and I taught her very quickly how to play PGA Tour 2K21, and we played golf uh, for the the entire That's day. That's cool. It's much more relaxing than uh, dumb Madden. That's the thing, though, is that it's not. Golf likes to pretend like it doesn't rip out your heart, but it does. But no, it was it it was it was fun. And I I love the fact that golf games are so pick up and play too. Like really all you need is a few minutes of training and you can go. I like that. But see Raven, I feel like there was one more. No. Oh, oh no, no there no, was no, nothing no. else. There was nothing else. No, I, I remember what it no, is. I no, remember. there's nothing else. I, no, I did. I did. I rolled credits on Avengers campaign. What? That game came out. Who would have thunk it? Oh, man. So I, I, I had put about two, two and a half hours into it when we recorded last week. So I wasn't 
confident in, you know, giving it this huge seal of approval or anything like that. But now is the part where I wait for you to ask more questions in a segment that we like to call the prospective buyer. Sorry, I'm still seeing red at uh, Madden. So so the part that makes me the most angry about Madden is the story. How good was the story in Avengers? Oh my God, it's so good. So the premise is that you're is still that you're Kamala Khan, right? And you're trying to you're trying to get the gang back together. Yep, yep. It, it's exactly what we've been told. Five days after the disaster at A Day, in which the Avengers were going to parade this new technology, turns out it wasn't quite ready yet. Destroyed San Francisco. Ah, shucks. Happens to the best of us. You'll yeah you'll. You'll have that. So after this happens, basically Avengers go into hiding. Uh, There's this guy. His name is George Tarleton. He worked on that project. And he founds a company called Advanced Idea Mechanics, I think. AIM is is A-I-M. And the issue is that people with powers are popping up. Because of whatever kind of energy was released at A-Day, people are starting to get powers. And they are called Inhumans. And the idea is basically that he's going to cure all of the Inhumans because superpowers are now seen as a disease. Mm, I don't like that. Now, <laughs> I don't like that. Not a fan of this gentleman. No, he seems like not nice. And this, this has been uh, paraded about. Okay, and by the way, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. There is no way that I can talk about this game without minor spoilers. So I'm sorry for that. But like, listen, I'm going to keep it to a minimum. And if you, the listener, are dumb enough to think that Captain America actually died, the first thing that happens in that game is you play as Captain America and then he dies. First, this is a comic book story. Nobody stays dead. I'm not going to tell you how he comes back into the story. Everybody knows he comes back into the story at some point. And like, it's not like they just built all of his fighting mechanics into the game for a five minute fight scene. For a single mission. Yeah, no, that's that's just silly. So if that's the level where we're considering this a spoiler, I'm sorry in advance. I'm not going to ruin anything for you, though. Anyway, so Captain America's dead as far as anybody knows. Wink. <laughs> and anybody who really knows, and this has been bandied about in the, in the press, too, so I don't have a feeling saying this. Uh, anybody who knows anything about the name George Tarleton knows that he was the original MODOK. And... Over the course of this game, you find out that he also got radiated by that same energy at A-Day, and he is slowly turning into Modoc, which is awesome, because over the course of the game, you just see his head get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's awesome. So, Kamala Khan, who everybody would know as Miss Marvel, eventually, she is a child who has gotten inhuman powers, and her family has encouraged her never to use them, because inhumans are being hunted and imprisoned, and they're like, just live a normal life. But she's like such an Avengers super fan, in the same way that you would be a super fan of like a sports team, except, you know, obviously on a way bigger scale. She is such 
a fan of the Avengers. Like, she can't let it go. And she's part of what is called the Resistance, which is, like, a group of Inhumans who are trying to spread the truth about AIM. Because AIM is not a good company. They're the bad guys, obviously. Mm -hmm. What's the cool acronym for the Resistance? It's the Resistance. No, what's the cool Um, acronym? I mean, you can't just call it something boring like the Resistance. No, it's the Resistance. No, that's lame. Well, it has to be vague because when you find out later what's what and who is actually behind it it's a payoff but that is the story is that aim basically raids her house she escapes and she's like i can't go back home because now everybody knows that i'm inhuman so we may as well try to get the band back together because i have proof that aim is the bad guys and the avengers need to see this okay that seems that sounds, that sounds like a really good, and I imagine this all happens in the span of like an hour or two. That first part, yeah. So being able to see all that kind of come to fruition, I'm sure, is a. It sounds like a really good payoff and like a really good motivation for Kamala Khan. So how long overall did you spend on the game? It's probably and obviously, you know. I do everything just as rule of thumb. I generally do it on the lowest difficulty setting. So be aware that I did not fail too many missions. If if you want to crank up the difficulty on this, then you'll obviously spend more time with it. I would say it was about 12 to 15 hours. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, especially when, like, that was never meant to be the game, right? Like, the campaign is there to satisfy the people who want a main storyline, but at the same time, It's also there to serve as one huge tutorial for the destiny-like that waits behind that campaign wall. Right. So how much time have you put in since since you've rolled credits? I have not. Did the gameplay in that first 15 hours feel repetitive at all to you? Yes and no. Because given the fact that AIM is who AIM is. It's waves of robots, you know? And you are infiltrating all of these AIM sites that you have to go into, and it's a corporation. So, like, all of these places are going to look somewhat similar. Right, right, right. Which means that there is a gameplay loop there that the loop itself is like okay we're in another aim place we've got to do this thing and from that perspective it's 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 a tad repetitive however with that being said the gameplay portion of the gameplay loop i did not feel was repetitive because you're constantly leveling up so i mean i would say you get two three skill points every mission and everything on the skill tree costs one skill point it doesn't just like it doesn't keep going to the point where you need to spend five skill points on something so you're constantly unlocking moves and again this is for all of your heroes not only that it breaks it up really really well so that you're playing as Kamala and then you're playing as the Hulk and then you're playing as Iron Man and then later on like closer to the end game you get to choose who you want to play as once all of the characters in question slowly start to become available. You actually build these, you know, these teams and you get your preferred people that you want to go. That portion of it was not quite as long as I would like. That's one of my few things is that like, I feel like you go and you get all of these characters and finally the six are together. I mean, well, the six with Clinton Barton being substituted for Kamala Khan in this case, but you've got this team of six and they're like, okay, Here's the end of the story. And I'm like, no, we just got insert last character here back. 
Like, I barely had any time with hims. But, again, you've got to take into account that that's not, like, the game part of the game. I'm sure there's still aim facilities around. You got to go stop them. You got to go collect the things and then make Avengers. Yeah, and every character has their own, like... um, mission set too that I still have to go through and do so there's plenty of game there I probably could have spent another five ten hours just on that but once I got done with the story it like it was perfect I like I rolled credits it was like 10 p.m. I took a shower I went to bed like it was perfect so I guess back to my original point there is enough variability in the characters that you're controlling under the circumstances in which you're controlling them and the things that you keep unlocking that myself I always felt like I had some sort of a new trick up my sleeve and I never felt like it got monotonous. Repetitive? A little bit. Monotonous? No. And I think that's an important line. Never felt like a chore. It always just was kind of like, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I know what I'm doing, but it never felt like you were just, okay, that makes sense. If I remember correctly, you said your favorite character to play as in the demo was at first Iron Man, but slowly but surely Kamala Khan really started growing on you. Is that, was that correct? Well, it's a little bit difficult because I didn't have much time to play as Iron Man. Kamala Khan was my favorite in the demo, but all of the story stuff, you got to remind, you got to remember, I only took a couple of hours really in the demo because I decided to leave it behind. But one of the last things that I did was playing as Iron Man. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I will say with the exception of Hulk, who like playing as Hulk is fun. It's but it's like it's fine that's kind of the most button mashy one even though he has some really cool systems that he has to build on but my experience with it was that at some point in the game with the exception of Hulk because I knew I wasn't going to main him I had the thought of like oh this is going to be my main right here oh this is going to be my main oh I really like this this is going to be my main and like having that was beautiful now I'm just going to tell you now my current favorite which I know is what you were getting at was actually Thor. Okay. Thor really came from behind because he's got like the flying and the maneuverability kind of like Iron Man does except he's also got the hammer mechanic throwing your hammer and then calling it back which uh, and for those that are hearing this for the first time if you've played God of War like that axe throwing mechanic the guy who designed that mechanic they poached him from that studio and brought him to work on Avengers and he worked he worked on the Thor's hammer mechanic nice and it feels just like that axe nice oh that's exciting so right under him is Iron Man which means right that my play style is I like maneuver I like to be able to fly up, fly over here, hit somebody with something, fly over this way. It feels so much more sandboxy to me that way, where it's like, how do I truly attack this? After that, I would probably go with Kamala Khan. She, it's weird because playing with her is a little bit like playing with the Hulk. Okay. Because it's a little button mashy, but it feels like you're doing more because her hands are increasing in size. It just feels cooler, if that makes sense. Feels more impactful kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. After that is Captain America, which... It's no secret that you get to play as him. It's kind of one of those things where, like, Captain America's dead. Wink. And he is awesome. Traversal and parkour with him is awesome. He's got a wall 
running mechanic that's absolutely ridiculous. And without saying anything that is actually spoilery here, I will say the sequence that leads Captain America back into the game where you first play as him is one of the coolest things I've ever played. Then after that, Black Widow. I can very much see why people are going to want to main Black Widow, especially considering that this came from uh, Eidos Montreal, who did Tomb Raider, and she feels very Tomb Raider. It personally wasn't for me, although it was very good. Like, in the first mission with Black Widow, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm main in Black Widow. And then I got Thor, and I'm like, ha ha, God of Thunder! And like, <laughs> And then last, like I said, is Hulk. Hulk is fun to play as. And that's the thing, is that all of these characters are at least fun. And that's the best thing that I can say for it. How much do you see yourself playing this game in the next week? I think that'll kind of wrap it up. Um, because you've played it, like, you played 15 hours in the, the week since we last recorded, which is a lot. Do you see yourself putting that kind of same time uh, commitment into it every week? Or is that just launch new game want to play i think to a certain extent it's launch new game want to play but there are a couple factors this next week very specifically i don't really see myself playing it that much but my boss ben my co-worker dawson the same guys i've been playing fall guys non-stop with they are working their way through the story and like my boss and i i left work late today because my boss and i were like and then the part where you get to be the hulk and then you and so like we were <laughs> we were doing that for like a half hour i didn't even leave work hardly but once they get done with the story because there's not a huge multiplayer component until you're out of the story you can match make but it feels weird when you match make once you're actually out of the story i see myself actually playing it with them probably once twice a week okay Sure. I, I still believe the same thing that like I, I'm going to come back to this the same way that I come to sports games throughout the year where like when new content is released, like I'm going to come in there. I'm going to play. I'm going to play that new content and then I'm probably going to, you know, dip out. But even if for some reason I fall off, if that campaign, that campaign was so brilliant, if that campaign is all that I did with this game, I would still say it would be worth my 60 bucks. Okay. Wow, that's really impressive. I also want to throw a uh, a shout out to the voice acting. We have talked many times about how they really they really did get the Avengers of voice acting here too. The Kamala Khan is so good. That performance is so good. And then Troy Baker as Bruce Banner. Actually, weirdly, because like Troy Baker is one of my favorite performers in the world. Every time he Bruce Banner would speak, I'd be like, this is Troy Baker. Like <laughs> this is. Troy Baker. And don't get me wrong, he he performed the crap out of it. It's Troy friggin' Baker. But, like, Nolan North with Tony Stark. I, I was never like, this is Nolan North. Which is weird, because Uncharted is one of my favorite game series, and Assassin's Creed is my favorite game series. And he was Desmond in Assassin's Creed and at no point was I like, Tony Stark is Desmond. Like, he did a good enough job making his voice different. That's why he gets paid the big butts. Laura Bailey as Black Widow. I have loved Laura Bailey since Infamous Second Son. At, well, I mean, we may as well lump Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, and Travis Willingham together. I have loved all three of them since Infamous Second Son. And of course, Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey are married IRL. And Travis Willingham plays Thor. And he is a hilarious Thor. And then Captain Rogers, ex extremely well acted as well. And not only that, I mean, Maria Hill 
is being played by Jennifer Hale, who was the female Commander Shepard, who actually we saw alongside Nolan North at a uh, comic book related convention a few years ago, about oh, five years yeah. ago. Uh, they were on a panel together. And then Ashley Birch, who of course is from Life is Strange, Horizon Zero Dawn. She's going to be Kate Bishop. There's so many, like they are still raking in all of the best voice actors in the world. You know, everybody was so up in arms about the fact that it's not the MCU. And like that really just shows, number one, how big Marvel is. Because any self-respecting comic book fan wasn't like, oh, this isn't the MCU. Because their fandom didn't start or end with the MCU. Yeah. But this particular adaptation was beautifully acted. That's really the last thing that I have to say. If you are a fan of the source material in any way, shape, or form, I highly recommend this game. Because even if it's not like the life-changing experience that, say, like a Marvel Spider-Man was, where it's like, oh! Like, every moment is really, really fun, and you're going to get a good time out of this. And not only that, it's games as a service, so if you only come back to it every once in a while, there's going to be stuff for you to do. Mm-hmm. Every time we talk about it, I just want to get it a little bit more. But I gotta be, I gotta be strong. There's a lot of Xbox possibly to be purchasing. There, there really is, and at least one of those consoles looks good. Raven, what's making news? Okay, so because we have such a stacked episode, we're mainly talking about one thing here. We finally have it, folks. Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. Have a release date. Man, that happened quick. I should also mention, during the last time since we recorded, Xbox Series S was announced. Man, all this sure happened quick. <laughs> there was a leak where the Xbox Series S was announced. And so they were like, oh yeah, we made this. Uh, it's coming out. And it's going to be $300. It's going to be not as powerful as the Series X, and it's going to be all digital. And they're like, the Series X is coming out for $500, and it's going to be exactly like we've been telling you. Crazy series of events over the course of two days there. Series S leak. Funny Xbox tweak, uh, tweet and realizing that, they, that it had accidentally been leaked. Series S official confirmation. Price confirmation. Pre-order date conf- confirmed as September 22nd. Freaking release date revealed as November 10th, which is is two months from today on the dot like bro not to mention on top of all of that they also announced xbox all access which i can talk about now or i can wait on whichever you would prefer casey let okay let's take this in chronological order of everything that you just said there's a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So Monday, I'm about to go to sleep, and I see, like, Xbox Series X uh, S leaked. And I'm like, okay, let's see the latest leak. Which 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 snack company was it this time? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's finally Little Debbie's turn to just... <laughs> Those shortcakes, man. <laughs> Free oatmeal pie with every... But no, so... I take a look at this picture and I laugh to myself and I say, man, these leakers aren't even trying anymore (laughs) to make this look realistic. And I go to bed and when I wake up, I look down at my phone and it turns out the monstrosity that I had laughed so heartily at had Raven such a nice little chuckle about (laughs) is completely real. Now, 
Obviously, there's a lot of things we can say about the Xbox Series S that is very positive, and we're going to do that. Who approved this design? It looks like a doorbell. That's all I can think about. It looks like a doorbell where the actual button is off-center. Doorbell. I've seen Bluetooth speaker was one that I've, I've seen a lot of. It... I can't stop laughing. It looks not great. It looks like you took an Xbox One S and put a mouse pad on it. Yeah, for no reason. Like, what is it? A fan? It's running... Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm laughing so much, I'm getting yawning. It's... <laughs> It's, what is it? Like a fan? Is that what it is? Is it just a mesh design? Is it concave? Is it convex? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like why is it here? It It is straight. It is straight. Oh, so it's just flat. Yeah, there is. It is completely flat. I saw uh, Austin Evans, tech YouTuber, actually did an unboxing and comparison of both of them today. So yeah, no, it's, it's even uglier in motion. And then right after that leak, another leaker tweeted out and they both literally said well guess there's no need to hold on to this any longer either and tweeted out the actual reveal video yeah i i didn't actually get a chance to watch that but i i saw it and it is like so expertly done it's like oh that's not fake and then xbox with an amount of precision that people are like they had to be the ones that leaked this but according to phil they were supposed to announce all this next week which it would have been nice if you could wait a week by the way at this point, because we got enough news to talk about. And so I go to work and I happen to be opening with my boss, the aforementioned Ben, who is, as I mentioned on the show before, one of the biggest Xbox apologists I've ever met in my life. He buys into that community. He buys into that culture. He loves Xbox. And I was like, what did you think about the Xbox Series S? He's like, actually, I was so busy getting ready this morning. I haven't had a chance to look at it. So I give it to him and he laughed for five uninterrupted minutes. It just looks so odd. Like, it doesn't necessarily look like trash or anything. It just looks... Like, why is that the design? If it didn't have that little, like, weird mesh circle thing on the top, I think it'd be okay. I think it would be forgettable but passable, right? But it just... In, in an attempt to make it look unique, they made it look... They made it look unique. They did... They succeeded. But it doesn't mean the uniqueness is necessarily good. Yeah, like, they tried to make it look unique, and then they, like, accidentally made it the deformed 102nd Dalmatian. Oh, poor, oh, poor guy. But after 101, I mean. Yeah, like at a certain point, stop humping. So, yeah, that happened. So then the next day, Xbox is like, okay, so here's here's this. Also, here's the price. Um, So uh, look for more soon. And then somebody was like, there can't be a soon. We don't know what they have. We don't know where the leak is. We got to put it all out. So in a tweet, they're just like, hey, here it is. Um, So here's the deal. <laughs> here, Here's everything, man. Like, just pulled out a cigarette. Just like, okay, guys, here, here's all the information we got for you. <sighs> then the next day, it's like, okay, so wow. And there's a lot of really cool stuff actually in there in the wording. But to summarize thus far, Xbox Series S is real. It is $299. I have a couple small gripes with it, but other than that, I think that it's it's very nice. Other than those couple of small gripes and, and the big one being the design, not even counting that, I actually for about five minutes considered purchasing one as my future Xbox. I chose not to do that. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, I know 
I know it doesn't matter that much, but I'm not buying a supposed next-gen console that can't do 4K. Like, I know that the difference really isn't that crazy, and, you know, it's 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 frame rate and latency and all of this stuff that actually matters, but to me, it feels like I'm going to regret not doing that before the end of this generation. Also, I'm not a fan of the fact... That there's only a uh, 512 in it. Oh, is that the size of it? That's really odd. Yeah. So this is your all digital console and you're not even putting a terabyte hard drive in it. That's that's extremely odd. I didn't even know that it was it was only 512 gigabytes. Like that's the size of my P- PlayStation 4 hard drive that I got at, at launch. Yeah. And, and that's. And that's the thing is that now, obviously, the thing that we're talking about here is that SSDs are going to create the ability for games to be smaller because devs don't have to duplicate assets so much. But it's like I was talking with Ben. They're saying like 100 gigs now might be like 70 gigs on the new system. And I'm like, okay, but you also have to remember that games have gotten exponentially larger this generation. And at the midway point of the cycle, when they realized that 500 gig wasn't enough to support what they were trying to support. If I remember correctly, you know, the game size was about 100 gigs now. It would be somewhere around 70 back then. So to me, the proportions are exactly the same, and I don't think it's going to end well. But they're also going to be able to push proprietary SSDs as well. And unlike the consoles, they're going to make a lot of money on those. So I can see why they did it. To me, it's not a very pro-consumer move. But it's real, $299, November 10th, and then the Series X is $499, November 10th. Pre-orders for both start... September 22nd. The 22nd, exactly. So, it's funny you bring up price, because did you know that for as little as $24.99 a month... You can have an Xbox Series S, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which means you can play Game Pass on both PC and Xbox, and EA All Access. Why, yes, Raven, I did know that. As a matter of fact, I'm the one that told you that. Wow. You know, whenever this person told me that, I was like, I am so glad I don't share a (laughs) podcast with them because I don't have to worry about them calling me out like that. (laughs) I share my Madden frustrations with you, and this is how you repay me. (laughs) So yes, Xbox is doing something that I consider extremely smart. Which, by the way, before we look stupid, they have done stuff like this before. Have they? I had never heard of doing this. Yeah, they they had this for the uh, Xbox One launch, if I remember correctly, because I believe that is how Ben got his. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. His wife just called it like before it even happened. Like she called it Tuesday, and it happened Wednesday. She was like, "If they do that program again, then I'm I'm taking that route." rather than pre-ordering one from the store that I manage, which same. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what it is, is like I said, you get for $24.99 a month, you get an Xbox Series S, you get Game Pass Ultimate, which now includes EA All Access or EA Play, I believe is what they call it now. Yeah, EA Play now. All that for $24.99 a month. And I will tell you, I have been thinking about getting that quite a bit, right? Because it's just like, it's a good deal. I'm already going to be spending $10 a month on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Why don't I just bump that up the extra 15 bucks? Don't eat out two times a month and then have an Xbox Series S to show for it, right? And for me, so number one, if you do the math, you actually end up basically getting a month and a half of uh, Game Pass for free too. Yeah, so like 25 bucks. Yeah, it's 20, 25 bucks. So there's that, which is cool. 
cool. But to me, this is a no-brainer. And in my no-brainer logic, I realize this is going to be a no-brainer for a lot of people for the same logic that I'm using, which is Xbox is my second choice right now. I'm going to use the Xbox to play the exclusives that I want to play and anything that's on Game Pass rather than paying money for it. And Raven, I've actually been worried the past couple of weeks because I realized very quickly that I'm about to spend more money on a $700 graphics card here a week from today as we record. And I am not entirely sure that I'm going to have a cool grand just to drop. Yeah, just to drop on other consoles. In a couple of weeks, right? Like, because for whatever reason, when I was planning all of this out, I kind of forgot to realize that, like, this was all going to have to happen a couple months beforehand. So now for me to say, well, instead, what if you drop 500 bucks now, assumedly, you know, 500, 450, whatever PS5 comes in at. 500, you know, it's going to be plus the games, you know, it's cool seven, 700 bucks probably, I would guess. And then what if you dropped that and then just paid 35 bucks a month for two years for a service in Game Pass Ultimate that you were already going to get anyway, and for 20 extra bucks a month you get an xbox an actual xbox a real xbox and so for me like it was it's a no-brainer of course i'm going to do that because it was my intention to own both consoles but i didn't know how that was going to make it work financially and then all of a sudden i thought like bing oh I'm the whole market. (laughs) It's me. I'm why they're doing this. And you might remember from where we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Whenever we saw we were were losing Halo at launch, you know, we we sat there. We're like, okay, why are we going to buy this? I remember remember specifically saying, you know, they're going to have to sell an Xbox and include Game Pass with it for a couple, like for, I said, for like a year or something to make it worth it at launch. And they did. I mean, this is exactly kind of what I was saying. And now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I will get an Xbox to play the of the series yeah, x games exactly. like just to have a little series s just sitting on the on the thing right you know i wouldn't be buying too many exclusives if i have game pass i they already have my money there what's an extra 15 or 30 dollars a month right yeah exactly and so then for me it's like the question was without halo what is the justification i can't think of any justification to pay 500 dollars this holiday and so xbox was like oh just don't. Just pay 60. Just pay 60 bucks. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely very smart. I've been heavily considering getting the uh, Xbox All Access for the uh, Series S because I'm not going to be, because to be honest, the only games I'm going to play on it are like games I know Emily's going to want to play on the couch with me and Fable. Like that's all I'm going to play on it, you know? It would realistically be a machine for me to put at my put at my TV and just kind of have in case there's a game that comes out that she wants to watch there. Because it's easier for us to sit on the couch and play something than try and set up a couple of chairs on my computer desk. <sighs> Man. But yeah, so that's been... That is what is making news. My wallet is crying. Please send help. Except... There is one more thing that's making news, which is Ubisoft with a whole bunch of stuff today. My God. So, and I, you know, I said this earlier in the episode, but it really was like, I got a notification. It's like Ubisoft forward reactions with kind of funny are going live on Twitch. And I'm like, Oh God, that happened. That was today. Yeah. 
Mm. I saw a tweet this morning and it was like UB forward and I saw it from Ubisoft and I was like I don't even have time to think about watching that right now like I was busy at work all day <laughs> and then I know we had to record I'm like please don't have anything good so we can just brush it off but nope they had some good stuff oh they did so we started off the show with Immortals Phoenix Rising now if that sounds like a mobile game to you it does to me too it's it's unfortunate now this game for years was called Gods and Monsters such a better name uh, a way better name but as it's understood production basically halted on that and then they started rebuilding it from the ground up like I think it might have either switched developers or like something development hell related and so with this new direction they wanted to go with a new name I appreciate that do not call it Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's all I'm saying. Keep forgetting the name. I never forgot Gods and Monsters. So we open up and uh, we get introduced to our titular character, Phoenix, who wakes up from a hundred year long slumber and has to rescue Princess Zelda. Oh, wait, hold on. It's Prince Link. Wait, no. <laughs> This is like the easiest thing to say, and this is from everybody who has played it as well, because first impressions embargo went up today. It is very similar to Breath of the Wild with like a Greek mythology twist. And I'm cool with that. That sounds like very, very good. Like it's, I, I like Breath of the Wild. I like Greek, Greek mythology. Just, just it sounds like something that's going to be right down my alley the entire way. Yeah, it reminds me of like the mid 2000s where like there were a lot of GTA clones and if they did it well we were all like okay cool I will play more of that style of game and right now that's what it is with Breath of the Wild everybody wants the cell shaded graphics everybody wants that combat system and the exploration and the sprawling open world and like okay cool do it Just go for it we'll be here we'll play them when they come Have out fun. we'll be here goodbye so I know that you watched the trailer because I basically sent you a lot of the essentials Right, but and like I got a, like a live reaction video to to Raven just watching all of these. What were your thoughts on it? I thought I was really I was really into the cell shaded graphics. I thought it looked cool. I thought that there was not enough gameplay, so it is very hard for me to say what's going on. Like she, she fought Medusa, that was cool. She had wings. Like I guess that's nice. Can I use those pretty consistently around the map? Being able to fly would make Breath of the Wild a lot cooler. I can only imagine it's going to make that cool. Well, the good news is there are gameplay demos out their galore yep and that we just did not have time to watch them before we started today yeah no for sure next we revisit an old hero with a remake kind of it is the prince of persia sands of time remake we got uh, a short trailer for that and then they went just a little bit more in depth with a uh, gameplay but really you don't even need the gameplay part it's P prince of persia sands of time we all know we all uh, we know what this game is it's just a remake of it it is the exact same functions the exact same way character models look from about the same era like, it's fine. I, I will say that that's Casey's biggest gripe is that the character models look a little bit outdated. I think they actually look pretty good. I'm actually kind of a fan of the art style that they took. I really like the scenery and the landscapes, all that fun stuff. I think it looks like a pretty good visually looking game. I think it looks pretty good visually, too. I, again, my issue is I am of the opinion, just as a consumer, that the word remake should hold a certain amount of weight, right? For instance, we look at something like the Resident Evil remakes or Final Fantasy VII remake. That is a freaking remake, right? Like, they built that entire thing from the ground up again. And this feels like 
more of a remaster than anything at first glance. It's cool. I'm going to play it. Um, I've always kind of wanted to get into Prince of Persia, especially considering that the DNA for Assassin's Creed came from Prince of Persia. So I've always wanted to, to do that. And so I'm for sure going to play this. I feel like this feels like a $30 title. I, I will cut it and say that, you know, we compare, you compared remakes to Final Fantasy VII and... Resident Evil. Those games graphically were already, they were just bad, right? This game here is already kind of, it looked kind of good for its time. So that jump from that day and age in the mid to late 2000s to today, you know, that that gap isn't as wide as the gap from today to Final Fantasy VII. I'm not saying it excuses it to why that, like, doesn't matter that this game looks like it's worth $30. Like, that's probably what it's going to end up costing, but I will say that I do think visually it looks good. I just, like, I, I, would, I wouldn't uh, complain if it looked better, right? I'm with you on that. The, um, one of the directors of the game had an interview and she said basically that she's so excited because people don't realize what India actually is. And she's from India, very obviously by her accent. And a lot of this game was produced in India. Okay, sure. And she's like, I'm really excited to actually show people what our country is actually like and all of, you know, the vibrant heritage and stuff that we have. Next, we got a trailer for Hyperscape. And I had an interesting moment there, Raven. As you remember it, on literally our first episode, I was like, yo, this is great. Hyperscape looks awesome. This is going to be the first battle royale that I try. I'm going to get all over this as soon as it comes out. You want to know something funny? It's been out for over a month, bro. <laughs> I didn't even know it was officially out yet. I had no idea. And that's what, like, Fortnite was a completely different, you know, type of animal with its whole beta period and it's officially, like, being announced and all of that stuff. You can't just do that every single time because, like, there's a there's a beta and then there's an official and then, like, nobody knows when it's actually, like, out, out. But, yeah, no, it's been free to play. I could have downloaded it at any time on my PlayStation 4 in the last month. I just didn't know. Are you? Is that something you still want to do is play that game? I I would kind of like to give it a shot at some point. It's not going to be tonight. And by that, I mean, I'm probably not going to do that. I mean, let's face it. <sighs> it was just one of those things where I'm like, wait, that came out? I thought it was still an open beta. Like, I don't know why I thought that. It's just that no, I guess nobody in the immediate social media circle that I follow actually plays that game. So nobody was like, oh, it hit open beta like, or it hit open like 1.0, you know, definitely is a neat, I guess, but eh, it's just not my kind of game. So up next, they announced the Rainbow Six World Cup, which I am always a fan of these types of esports things like Overwatch World Cup, I think is a thing. And yeah, cool. That's happening. It's a, it's, it's a cool opportunity to, because people are actually going to represent their countries. And I think, you know, they were interviewing former NBA all-star Tony Parker, of all people, which I, I get because it's a French studio and Tony Parker is like French royalty because he was so successful on the San Antonio Spurs and he came from France. He just retired not too long ago. So that that's more of like a French thing, but he's going to be an ambassador for them. It's not as relevant in the United States because he was one guy on that team, but like he is like a French god. And he was talking about how 
it means so much different because there's the team dynamic, but then there's representing your country. And when you get out there and you're wearing the flag on your chest, on your uniform, and you stand there and they play your national anthem, the weight of it hits you all at once. And especially in esports, which is growing, I'm glad people get that opportunity. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with you. Then we had a return by one of the most, and Raven, you know this as well as I do, legendary quote-unquote lost games of all time. Scott Pilgrim versus the World was a tie-in. Well, it was, I don't know if the actual game was based directly on the comics or more so based on the movie, but either way, it's based on that whole IP. And... It was released and people freaking loved it. It's like an 8-bit beat-em-up kind of almost brawler. Cult classic. Very much. People people who knew about it loved it. Like I saw my Twitter exploding about it this morning or this afternoon. Well, because people have never shut up about that game because that was a limited time release. Because that license only lasted a couple of years. And so it's kind of like a, uh, a PT situation where unless you have that like installed on your PlayStation 3, you can't get it anymore. There hasn't been a good way. And with it being so recent, relatively speaking, there's no like emulators or stuff out there that could really do it. So... For this to come back is a big deal, and I'm very, very happy for that audience, and it it looks really cool, which makes sense because it was really well-reviewed at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks very, very good. I'll probably pick it up on my Switch and just kind of play it on the couch. So then we go to Watch Dogs Legion, and this was kind of a weird presentation. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, Raven, but I'm not into all of that hot new hip-hop that the kids are listening to. Sure. There is a rapper. He is an English rapper. His name is Stormzy. I get the feeling that he's a big deal. Okay. I've never heard of this guy either. I will I will agree with you that he is probably a big deal. He is in Watch Dogs Legion, and he has his own little mission chain. Okay. Uh, is further consolidating the fact that I think he is a big deal. I mean, I'm not a big deal, and I do not have a mission chain in Watch Dogs Legion, so it's kind of tracking so far. Yeah, no. (laughs) The Venn diagrams are getting (laughs) smaller, even more so than in the United States. Apparently, in the the UK, he's a big deal, and this is set in the UK. So this is a really good opportunity for a little bit of synergy between uh, cultures. And the funny thing was, as they rendered an entire, like, music video to one of his songs in engine and like the whole thing was in this presentation it was funny because like i said i was watching the kind of funny watch along not just because i like them but because it was the link that i clicked feverishly like oh god i gotta watch this and they started like talking very loudly so as to not get copyright stricken (laughs) because this dude's whole song was just in there yeah After that, they went into some new stuff about gameplay. Few new things there. They kind of got into a few more of the different, like, types of people that are going to be in this world. Kind of zoned out. Uh, I only had a minute to uh, to really watch, so I was kind of flicking through. Saw a lady kill a guy with spray paint. She looked cool. She was like a tagger, and she utilized that in combat, which is, is dope. Kind of made me think of Infamous Second Son a little bit. There was also, like... 
this whole thing about be careful who you choose. Uh, then they showed this old man. He had like limited mobility and he was like, don't take him on like parkour missions or whatever. But then it was like, by the way, there's also this hitman guy. He's a former hitman that had to get out of being a hitman and just don't send him on stealth missions because if you look in his profile, the reason he's not a hitman anymore is because he's got terrible hiccups. And it showed like him sneaking up on his target and then hiccuping. <laughs> sure. And then they, they all turn around and, and he was like, choose a hitman that doesn't have the hiccups as one of his character traits. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, if this game is what these trailers are making it out to be, dear God. It's just going to be so much and I'm really here for it. Except I only have like a week between... Now I only have a week, one week period between it and Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Yay. You could always just not play Valhalla and just, <laughs> never mind, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think there's any shot that that's not happening. And then they said that there's also going to be a mission featuring Aiden Pierce, which is no surprise because Aiden Pierce had a mission in Watch Dogs 2. Wow, spoilers, I still haven't played it yet. So he had a mission in Watch Dogs 2. Capital D colon, man, what the heck? I was going to make a joke about D's and colons, but I'm going to move on. Uh then we had one more thing. And it's interesting because we've talked before about the Ubisoft launch, right? Prince of Persia and Scott Pilgrim got leaked this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Because of course they did. Naturally. And so they were they were like, one more thing. And everybody was like, ooh, is it a Far Cry thing or like what? And instead, a an extreme sports MMO? Yeah, that's kind of what I got. It's like, it's the, the best thing that I heard somebody say is it's like extreme sports Forza. Okay, yeah, I could see that. So... It kind of looks like a spiritual successor to Steep, and it kind of has elements of things like Trials and Trackmania and a little bit of Tony Hawk in there. Like, later on in the thing, they're doing, like, graffiti from Tony Hawk, if you remember that mode. And, wow, this is interesting. And there's there's a number of really deep, like, it's got mountain biking and snowboarding and skiing and jetpacks for some reason. And the type of bikes that you do are, you know, everything matters. And it just seems like there's so many systems in this game that comes out in freaking February. And after not hearing about it ever for it to come out in February, it seems like they're obviously they're extremely far along in development. I would be surprised if they're if they've already golded it. That's only four months away. Five months. Sorry. Another thing that I saw in there, which was very important to me, is they've got the Red Bull Rampage branding in it which if you don't if you've never heard of red bull rampage you've probably seen red bull rampage at some point just like scrolling through facebook you've seen oh you know watch this guy do this tricky you know bike course on on a cliff or whatever but then also straight up just the x games license they got too and for me that is kind of the ultimate seal of life because in the mid-2000s these people were just throwing their branding at anything, but it's been a long time since we've gotten that type of branding just thrown into a game. And so I am all about it for that reason. Yeah. I mean, I, it's probably, I'm not going to play it. Not my kind of game. I'm excited for the people who are excited for it. I think it looks fun enough 
You know, it looks fun for the people who are into it. It's just not not for me. Which is, I mean, completely fair. Those type of games either are for somebody or they're not for somebody. But, you know, even in that, it not being your thing, you and I were both reacting to, like, the scope of this game. Yeah, no, it's huge. And they have so many, like, large areas from the look of it. And so many real places, yeah, too. Yeah, it's that entire, like, little southwestern area around Zion. Southwest to me, of course. But it's very, very interesting i think i think what's really interesting is that in the trailer they just kept showing people like literally dying like doing these extreme sports like people on jetpacks and wind sailing and stuff just like ramming into rock walls and i'm just like oh god and you see some guy like hit the ground on a bike and like fall over and just start crumbling and you hear his bones cracking you're like why are they showing this like what i kept telling casey i kept expecting it after like the first like tenant or whatever i kept expecting it to be like and now it's a murder mystery yeah and i'm just like oh this is weird (laughs) but Heavy Skate 3 vibes in that respect. But, like, two, watching the little things, like, there's this huge gap that all of these snowboarders are going over, and in the gap, there's, like, a little area. And some people go over the gap, and some people choose to go down into the gap because there's a little area down there, and it's, like, half and half, and it's like, man, this is very, again, like, I've said it twice this episode about stuff, but this is very sandboxy, and I like that. Yeah, sandboxes are always fun. I mean, being able to kind of do whatever you want, having the freedom of choice can be paralyzing, but overall is very, very good for players. Well, having seen the little bits of it that you did and knowing what came out of it, what are your thoughts on this Ubisoft Forward? I'm excited for being able to play Scott Pilgrim. I never actually did play it as much as I do like the movie. Uh, and if anything, I kind of just want to hop off and watch the movie now. Uh, I, I'm going to whisper this part because Emily still doesn't know. I'm very excited for the Prince of Persia remake. I'm going to show her the trailer afterwards, but I kept it a surprise. That's why I'd never referenced the thing. And now she's out of the room. Yeah, just, you know, show show her the trailer and then get ready for prompt and swift lovemaking. <laughs> uh, no, a lot of popping off and she'll be very excited. So I'm going to show her that and she's very excited. Uh, outside of that, you know, Immortals Phoenix Rising, dumb name. I'm very excited to watch some gameplay as well and kind of see what's going on with it. Because, you know, Greek God, Breath of the Wild, like, signed me up. Those are, like I said earlier, like, they're two great things. So, yeah, I think Ubisoft has a lot of stuff ahead of us. I'm happy that they didn't decide to show Valhalla again. They're just like, you're going to buy this game. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, here you go, here you go. And another thing that we didn't quite mention, but it's kind of on our last two stories, they moved the Valhalla release date up a week. Oh, they moved? I didn't even realize that. They moved it up a week? It comes out on November 10th with the Series X now. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. They've been talking about how optimized the Valhalla is for the Series X. They had to fill the Halo like launch title gap with something, so they probably just worked with Ubisoft and made them were like, Hey, are you guys ready? They're like, Yeah, we're good enough, and then they can just push it up that week. Not surprised. Video games are cool, man. I like video games. I'm excited to play video games tonight. I'm gonna go play Assassin's Creed. I'm gonna go be a pirate. Mm-hmm. Be a big old pirate. I'm gonna boy. go I'm gonna go uh, drive my boat and go yar har me a pirate and then I'm gonna stab somebody at least once. Uh, well, any parting thoughts overall other than your desire to stab somebody at least once? At least once. Uh, no, I mean, hope Hopefully next week isn't as crazy as this one because this has been a long episode and we do thank you guys for uh, hanging out and listening to us ramble on about everything that happened. You know what's going to happen next week. PlayStation. Uh, P- PlayStation is going to happen next week. Tomorrow at lunch at Sony. 
they're just going to release they're just going to show off the picture and they're just going to have a, a a date in the tweet and that's all it's going to be there's going to be a playstation blog post is what it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> no they're going to everybody's going to get an email at the exact same time dearest sony fan i do write to you post haste about needing to reserve a spot on your calendar that was a dumb joke i'm done talking now <laughs> I've never heard you pull the ejector clip so quick. <laughs> it's been a long week, man. It's been a very long it's week. Such a quick 180. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, guys, that's the show. <laughs> this is the show. Okay. Oh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Follow us at Making Fun Pod on Twitter and Facebook. K, love you. Bye. Ah!